Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. He's been elected to something. So well, you know, it's, that it's language. interesting, Ed, uh, living in New Hampshire, going to New Hampshire a lot, I think I know more state legislators in New Hampshire that I, some of them are friends, some of them are, you know, friendly acquaintances mm-hmm. than I know in my own state house and living in Boston. It's, oh, it's sure. really interesting. Uh, yeah, we have uh, 400 members of the House, and every, every two years, a third of them change. So it's constantly yeah. uh, revolving, and everybody gets a chance to, or I was stuck being state rep or something. So when we heard all about all this voter fraud and the, um, the presidential election was close and Florida made the made the case uh we decided let's let's look around so we said okay fine bring in what you have and some people brought stuff in and other people well they i think they were just sore losers but we had a a lady from deerfield gave us uh the envelopes that were returned from a busload of -of out-of-state voters that voted in her town so that's the first thing we caught right off the bat we caught a busload of -of out-of-state voters voting in the town of deerfield and they voted from an imaginary address, 159 Bearbrook Road. There's no Bearbrook Road in the town of Deerfield, so there's and no. And Deerfield is in what central uh, central Cent- New Hampshire? Yeah, southern central. It's a pretty good sized town, but it has a big park, yeah. Bearbrook Park, and the address was made to look like it was in Bearbrook Park. And so I think that originally there might have been 20 some people that that used that single address. And uh, the um, election official gave us the returned envelopes. They were from 1996. And they were purging their list, and these these bounced back all with the same address. I they turned them over to the AG. The AG didn't do anything. They tried to have something done with it, and no officials would handle it. So they gave it to us in 2000, four years after it happened. So we actually had a handful of of uh, voter fraud, right? Right? You know, the very first thing we catch. So we said, let's let's just red flag what we can find and document. Now, in the other states I work with, in uh, you almost name one, they do a lot of statistical analysis. Like in New Hampshire right now, the, the statistical analysis we have is pretty uh, caveman. There's uh, 1.3 million people live in New Hampshire. And two, about 200,000 of them are in the public schools or less. So there's like 1.1 million people in the state of New Hampshire. But we have 990-some thousand registered voters. So it's uh, it's hard to believe there's that many registered voters when you know people that don't vote, that don't vote, never right. be registered. And the law says that we have to purge our list every 10 years. So it is, it's ripe for fraud. We had a, a situation back in, uh, well, I think uh, Judd Gregg was still our senator, and we, we went for, we got a waiver from the motor voter law in 1992, I think it was passed. We got a waiver from that because we had same-day voter registration, which once you see how it works, is basically same-day voter fraud. Anyone can walk up, say there's somebody, vote, leave, you're never going to catch them. And so when, we, did, when did New Hampshire become a uh, same-day uh, voter registration? When did that happen? That was back in the 90s. 
nineties. And how many? How, how many states have uh, a similar? I know. I think California does. How many states have same day registration? I'm not sure how many. Um, it's, you know, some states I have nothing from. Other states, you know, I have friends there. I can call them up and they can check names and and uh, uh-huh. voter histories for me. But um, voter most most of the states have motor voter. And the the uh, activists in most states are trying to get same day voter registration. They would love to have that because it's just ghost voters. Thousands and thousands of people can vote. You never find out who they are. That's what we pretty much have now here in New Hampshire. Uh, a year ago, our Secretary of State joined the Interstate Cross Check Program, which is run out of Kansas. I think yeah, it's Kansas, and um, the Kansas Secretary of State takes your voter list and, and matches it with the other states that, that provide him with a list. So our Secretary of State gave our statewide voter database to the Secretary of State of Kansas, and he found and there's only 23, 24 states that are involved in this. Of the 23 other states, they found 96,410, I think, uh, people registered in, in our state and one or more states. So this is all secret wow. information. Our statewide database isn't open to the public. You have to purchase it if you're qualified, which means you have to be a candidate for statewide office or a recognized PAC so, uh, or a party. Like, I'm not a party. I'm just Ed Nail. So I can't get right. the statewide database to check. So I have to go hand-to-hand combat. You know, when I find someone who's voting here from North Carolina, I have friends in North Carolina, and they'll dig up their, their information on me. Or in California, I can have someone look it up. Um, I have emailed to me every month the updated uh, voter statewide voter database from the state of Vermont, which is right next door. So it's very handy for uh, college students from Vermont that go to school here. In fact, I just I just received one the other day. It, was, it comes through as um, oh, let's see if I can pull it up. But anyway, it's a you know it's Illinois Adams. October 2017, and I'll pull it up, and it says, uh, Requesters of the Vermont Statewide Checklist, Leloni Adams, Elections Administrator, Statewide Checklist, and here you are, Mr. Nail. So every single voter and some voter history is is in that, and it's emailed to me, but I can't get my own state. So That's we, amazing. We, yeah, we pursue these out-of-state voters through tips, and then we find uh, when people come here to campaign, uh, groups of them will rent uh, houses or rent apartments or stay with other activists. So we ch- keep checking those locations for people who shouldn't be voting there. Now, New Hampshire most... is the first uh, is the first state, the first primary, presidential primary right. in the country. And right. I know that you've got people a year before the primary that travel throughout the state, and I know where people will move in. And, you know, either Republicans or Democrats or whatever, they'd come and actually live in New Hampshire for that uh, cycle, or maybe a year or six oh, yeah. months prior to the election. Yeah, they come in about eight months. A year to eight months is when the when the organizers, the data collectors, the the people who um, manage lists and go door-to-door and manage manage groups. Like, you'll look at their, uh, their accomplishments on LinkedIn. It'll say, you know, I ran a uh, uh, an office – in Laconia for Bernie Sanders, we knocked on 15,000 doors. We made 3,000 phone calls. We, we did this and did that. And then when you look further on in, in LinkedIn, they'll say, you'll see that they were in Delaware or they were in you know, uh, California or they were in, in Iowa or something like that. They travel all over the place. And 
they come here and they never get a driver's license. They're not residents. They stay with somebody or let's say uh, we found a, a nest. We call them nest when we find groups <laughs> at 1200 Elm Street in Manchester. They had multiple apartments. So you look at who's voting from the apartment and you find two guys with two different names or three people with three different names. So we do a background search and you'll find out, oh, this lawyer's from California, that lawyer's from Illinois, and that lawyer's from D.C. Three male lawyers staying in a hotel and they're and they're registered to vote. And you go, oh, okay, they're working for some candidate and they've worked for candidates in the past or they've been candidates. So that's when we start, you know, nailing down who they are and then to see if you can get their voter history from their own from their own town and their own state. So that's and many what we do times they're voting. Up. In many cases, they're voting in more than one election. I think you were mentioning what you was. I heard you speak recently where there was somebody that voted in Florida and then he somehow made his way up to Massachusetts or New Hampshire and voted in New yep. Hampshire as well. That was a really good catch we had this uh, November eighth. <laughs> and we're looking for samples. You know, this guy. His name is Michael LaShawn Lewis, and he's from Miami Beach, Florida. And he voted there early, let's say October 12th. He voted in Florida. And October 11th or, the, you know, a day or so before, he voted in Atlanta, Georgia. And then on November 8th, he was here in New Hampshire. And he said he, when he got arrested, he said he flew here to Manchester and rented a car. But when he voted, he used his Florida driver's license number, not the driver's license itself. So our question is, you know, how did you get – a rental car or fly here without the driver's license itself. Because we think he's got a dr- someone else's driver's license. He didn't want to show the picture. It Obviously, seems to be a lot of work to cast one vote, you see. Well, <laughs> these are organizers. These people travel all over the country. We have one. Uh, one of our most famous catches is somebody who got arrested. Once they're arrested, then there's a police record, and we can track them down. We get birth dates and where they come from and their past criminal records. But we have a guy named Carl uh, Carl Robert Gibson. And he came here multiple times to campaign in New Hampshire against Frank Ginta, one of our congressmen. And he got arrested in 2015. He came here to work for Bernie Sanders. While he was here, he had an apartment in Concord, which he ran his little um, like a blog site out of. He also had a home or an apartment in Madison, Wisconsin. His driver's license was from Kentucky. His car mm-hmm. was registered in Connecticut. And he was registered to vote in all these different places. He's been arrested for disturbing the police, refusing to uh, obey an officer in about five different states. So he is basically what you call Antifa. He goes around and Mm -hmm. causes trouble. Well, he came here and he pretended to be a young lady named Yvonne Dean Bailey, who was running in a special election like in May or June. So he Mm -hmm. he called, he got a Twitter account or something, and it it almost looked like hers. So he made a a Twitter press release to uh, some of the news media in New Hampshire saying, oh, I'm Yvonne Dean Bailey, I'm dropping out of the race on like Thursday before the Tuesday election. That would have a low turnout, and his Democrat left hard left-wing candidate would win. That was the, the game plan. Well, the fool, when he came here as a, as a prank, and, this, and as we get closer to catching these guys, more and more of them, when they come here, register as Republicans, thinking we're not going to spot them. I think when the AG saw Republican making prank phone calls, pretending to be a candidate, they ran out and arrested him but didn't really take any evidence. They didn't take his computer. They didn't take his phone. They didn't take statements. What they had was a reporter from the Concord Monitor caught on to this fake email address and actually called Carl up. And when he found he was caught, he just admitted, well, I had a few drinks. I was, it's a, you know, I was just goofing around with a phone and blah, blah, blah. So he got arrested. I went to his court, a couple of his hearings, and he just 
lost an opportunity to have his case thrown out. The Supreme Court ruled against him. So it looks like he's going to have to have a full-blown trial here in New Hampshire. We'll we'll find out more about him then. But I stopped going to his court case. If if they're going to handle that, I don't have to stalk him anymore or follow him or get any more information. (laughs) But when you catch catch a guy like that, you find out he was – we think he was paid by Credo Pack, which is a a left-wing pack out of San Francisco. What we're trying to do at the Coalition of New Hampshire Taxpayers is not just catch – like we call a little old lady. She's probably – I think she's 78. And she's been voting in New Hampshire for some time, and she's never missed an election since, I think, 1998 in Pinellas Park, Florida, where she, she lives or stays part-time. So I caught her um, because Rich Gerard from Gerard at Large Talk Radio ran for school board in Manchester, and he had 30 returned envelopes. So he hands me the 30 envelopes, and I started doing a background search, and boom, I got Louise Ann Fontaine out of Pinellas Park. So how do I know it's her? Well, the owner of the property in Pinellas Park, it's the same owner as the place she votes from in Manchester, same phone numbers. So I don't need a Social Security number. I have the birth date and phone number. I mean, if I call that number, I'm going to get Louise Ann Fontaine either in Florida or, or in uh, New Hampshire. So she's a 70-some-year-old woman, it's, it's, she's, so she's stealing a vote. I'm after the organizers, the data collectors, the professionals that run these campaigns and run um, – you know, they're, they're – uh, they help candidates. So you hire this outfit from uh, some firm to help you run your campaign, and they come up here and they steal votes, they cause trouble, and they leave behind their names on the checklist. They never take them off. So we caught a a woman a couple years ago named Caitlin Ann Lagaki, and uh, she was working for uh, Claire McCaskill in Missouri in 2012. She was U.S. Senator Claire McCaskill's uh, spokeswoman, in, in her race for U.S. Senate in Missouri, and she voted there, and she's on YouTube saying, hey, I'm here at Claire McCaskill's victory party, blah, blah, blah. Well, <laughs> her name is checked off in Manchester, New Hampshire as well. Wow. So we, we, and, and she was at that voter fraud nest. So she was at 1200 Elm Street with hundreds of other activists from other states. So we uh, go, aha, you know, we went and got the documents. Well, Caitlin Ann Lagaki had her name in, in uh, New Hampshire at 1200 Elm Street because – she was here in 2008 working for Jean Shaheen. In 2010, she was working for uh, uh, a U.S. senator in North Carolina, where I have friends. So we know that she was voted, registered to vote, we think, in Alaska. We know in New Hampshire. We know in North Carolina. We know in, um, in Missouri. So as these, these activists travel around the states, different states, they leave behind their name. So all I have to do is call and say, hey, have somebody walk in in, in New Hampshire and Vote in my name. It'll be 1,200 Elm. You don't have to show ID or anything. All Anything you do show in New Hampshire is all uh, secret, uh, n- not open to public review. We, we've stripped almost every – the legislature has taken almost everything out or the Secretary of State of uh, that we use to catch out-of-state voters. It's gotten down now, to the last few remaining documents. Now, let me ask you, 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 you give me some names of people and some of their affiliations. It sounds like with very few exceptions, there are people on the Democrat left-wing side of the spectrum. Yeah, we have um, some Republicans that got caught. Um, what happened was when we started to do this, it triggered the Democrats, got angry, and they started going to each uh, congressman and senators and elected officials in New Hampshire and looking at their relatives and their families, trying to find them committing voter fraud. But we didn't do that. We take tips. So whatever we have is 
you know, when uh, Michael LaShawn Lewis got arrested in Hooksit for rifling through vehicles after he voted, that's how we caught him. We didn't, we didn't say, oh, let's go find somebody's brother or sister or friend. So, and we caught um, a state senator, Martha Fuller Clark, had, I think, eight people staying at her, her home in Portsmouth. Well, it's not, it's not an apartment house. It's a home in the historic district. It's a single-family home. You shouldn't be letting eight people from out of state live at your home you know, unless you got some sort of a variance. Normal people would. In 2005, we caught a guy from uh, South Dakota named Jeff Wotrowski. He was here running. Uh, he was trying to help out John Kerry. So I think John Kerry paid him to come to Manchester in 2005 and help then-Mayor Baines get reelected. And what he did was he was running around during the election pulling up Republican signs and putting them in his trunk. And really? a couple of guys I know, they spotted him, and they followed him all the way, to, and they, I mean, they wouldn't let him go. So it, it, and at the end of the night, he had to go home. He had to go somewhere. Or the, if he stopped, they would jump out of the car and you know, get his number. You know, who knows what would happen to him. But they followed him, followed him. But finally, he went to where he was staying, the Democrat Party chairman's home, single-family home in Manchester. So they called the cops. The cops came, and they said, open the trunk of your car. He opens the trunk of the car, and there's all the Republican signs, Republican Party, Republican candidates. And he goes, uh, uh, this is a police report. Oh, let me go, let me go. I'm, I'm going back to South Dakota. I don't want a criminal record. Oh, please, oh, please. You know, and they let him go. And we filed yeah. complaints. No one would prosecute him. So if you can't get prosecuted in New Hampshire, we're going to basically persecute you. So we put his name on the Internet. If you look up Jeff Wachowski, G-E-O-F-F uh, Wachowski, spelled like it sounds, um, what happened was I put so many articles about that creep on the Internet that a talk radio program from South Dakota called me, and they said, Mr. Nail, you, you've, you've called this guy a vote thief. And I said, yeah, he is. He said, no good, low-life, dirtball vote thief. Yeah. They said, well, <laughs> Tell us what you really think of the guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is, this is justice called street justice. Well, the, the t- talk radio station person said, um, well, he's Hillary Clinton's campaign manager here in South Dakota. No I'm kidding. We're we're going to ask him. You know, they said we never had. This was in the primary with Obama, so it went on and on and on and on. It finally got to South Dakota. Some of these states that have uh, primaries, it didn't matter to you know their primary was over. You know, everything was settled. Well, now when Obama and Hillary went at it for so long, some of these states have never really had a a primary that's in the news. And they were begging me to come out to South Dakota and debate him. I said I, I don't want to come out there and debate him, but I said I'll give you the. Um, I'll give you the assessment card for the home where he was staying. He says he was renting an apartment. He's not allowed to rent an apartment from a single-family home in Manchester. You know, if the, yeah. the city finds out, you know, they're going to bag you for a zoning violation. So, and they're going to deny they rented him the room. I said, let's see, if, you know, asking for a blank check. So instead of Jeff Wotrowski being Hillary Clinton's um, famous, you know, like uh, man-on-the-scene campaign chairman for South Dakota, <laughs> he spent the last week or two of the election answering my accusations over the phone to talk radio. So, you know, you take you, what you take what justice you can get. So some of these people
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.